Hi, everybody. You're listening to the New Dayton Podcast. I'm your host, Chip James, and I'm setting out to shine a light on some of the amazing things happening in and around our great city. On the podcast, you'll hear from exciting people who see Dayton as a city of opportunity and are taking an active role in creating a new Dayton where small businesses and individuals can thrive. Thanks so much for joining me. Let's get to today's episode. Since late April, we've been putting together the pieces to create this podcast that shines a light on the Dayton community and uh, shows the brighter side of Dayton. We choose to look through a lens at Dayton that says this is a city of potential and opportunity, and this is not what some of the uh, other news may tell you about our town. Uh, It seems silly to launch this podcast in the spring of 2019 or now early summer of 2019, and not talk about the devastating tornadoes that hit our community on uh, Memorial Day night. So uh, last Sunday I was at church uh, and a young man was on stage talking about his experience Mm -hmm. with the uh, tornadoes and um, sort of him and his family's efforts and just trying to pitch in and trying to help in in some small way or any way that they could. And I sat there in church and was was just really impressed with how differently they woke up the the day after the tornadoes and just decided, let's just get dressed and let's just go get involved. (laughs) Whereas I was like getting dressed and like trying to read the news and figure out what happened. (laughs) And it was just a different approach. So I wanted to talk to Levi Crowley today (laughs) about what he saw in the day and days after the tornadoes. Mm. Hi, Levi. What's up, Chip? <laughs> so, Monday night, tornado warnings are going off. What part of town do you live in? I live in Moraine, so pretty far north. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're about three miles from the closest tornado damage. Okay, so yeah. did you hear alarms? Yeah, I think they went off around 10.30 for us. And we actually didn't even get the kids out of the bed. We were kind of like, well, sometimes sirens go off and it, you mm-hmm. know, creates havoc for the night and unnecessarily so. So we went out on our porch and just, we heard that it was in the Trotwood area. So we looked a little bit northwest for us. And, you know, standing on the porch for about 20 minutes or so that evening and without seeing anything and eventually the sirens dying down, we just retreated back into our house and went back to sleep for like a pretty normal restful night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we woke up. Obviously, we we were you know listening and tuning and just googling you know what was last night all about. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that point, there weren't even photos of the mm-hmm. damage. And I kind of thought to myself, "Oh, tornado! Like somebody lost some shingles. Okay." Mm-hmm. That's a bummer, but yeah. Or like for me, I always wonder what field it went through. Uh huh. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like you think tornado rural... to me? I think of field. Yeah. And I hope the crops weren't damaged too badly or whatever. Uh huh. So. Exactly. And so at this point, like Katie and I, I, I could definitely can't take credit for it. You know, our trip for getting into action. Yeah. I mean, my wife has such a strong heart of compassion, and so she said, "Hey, let's go. I think this is really serious." Uh, I'm, I'm still kind of like being dragged to the tornado site. And as soon as we were, you know, coming up on the dam, it immediately made me think, yeah, my this wife was serious. right. We were 
we should be here. Did you go to Trotwood first? We went to uh, a community just south of 70, like a mile south. Mm -hmm. um, we had a friend who lives uh, up there in a neighborhood, and she said, hey, my house is fine, but the street next to me is ruined. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy that you can have literally, I mean, we've seen it in movies and on the news, but now like in our mm -hmm. own area, you see one street untouched, the yeah. next street, weeks and yeah. weeks of cleanup. Yeah. And that's what you guys saw? Yeah, that's what we saw. So the first house we came to um, that looked like it was in need of a lot of help mm -hmm. was missing its roof. And we were walking up to the front door and a guy named Michael was walking out carrying um, all of his family's photo albums. So that gives you an idea when you're removing the items from the house rather than collecting the things that have been thrown around and pulling them back, that gives you a pretty good idea of how extensive the damage was. Wow. So he stopped and he immediately said, you guys are from Southbrook. Hmm. So and he recognized you from church. Uh-huh. And then uh, without me even responding, he just blurted out, I never expected to see someone from my church here. Hmm. And, and you know, you could say that as a, I, I think what he was getting at was just the distance between where he, he attends mm -hmm. church and where his neighborhood is. Mm -hmm. uh, and whether or not you're a Southbrooker or, you know, part of a specific faith community, I mean, you could say the same thing for Springboro. Like, um, you could, someone affected by the tornado would say, I never expected to see someone from Springboro up here. Right, you know? right, absolutely. So it I just, that immediately made me think, I, I'm hoping that over the weeks and the months of tornado relief help that it becomes less and less surprising for people to mm -hmm. see uh, folks from communities further away. You well, know? yeah, I mean, one of the things that's so impactful, I think, for everybody, not just myself, is seeing so many people get involved and, you know, I've got the, the Dayton Daily News in front of me this morning, and, and it's talking about over $300,000 have been donated towards tornado mm -hmm. relief. The, the dollars, the financial piece of it is staggering, but more impressive to me is the people that mm -hmm. go, and that mm -hmm. speaks so much about this community that we live in. If Dayton wasn't a town of, of community, of collaboration, then each neighborhood that was impacted, they'd be on their own. That, yeah. that neighborhood would just be left to clean up. But here we have people from the southern suburbs driving to the northern areas or, or people from the west side of town driving east to Beaver Creek to mm -hmm. help out. Mm -hmm. That shows exactly why we are passionate about this idea of this new Dayton. This new Dayton is a town of, of helpful people, of people that want to lift Dayton up and not tear it down. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I heard you tell a story about someone who, um, you know, after tragedies like this, insurance can be such a big piece of it, right? And it's mm -hmm. just probably a financial mess for a lot of people. And you had an interaction with someone who it really, it really made an impact on me when you told the story about their insurance situation or their financial situation. Yeah. What was that story? So, there's a... An initiative from Southbrook called DRT, it's the Disaster Response Team. Uh, they were organizing on Tuesday. I, I know for sure that they were out on Wednesday 
um, by the time that they had connected with like FEMA and Samaritan's Purse and all that. Um, and so coming upon a house, um, they met a guy named Steve, had really extensive damage to his roof, um, and they had asked him if they could help. And he expected to turn them away by telling them that he, he didn't have any money. Uh, and, and of course, that wasn't a deterrent for mm -hmm. them. Uh, they said, no, we're, we're not here for a paycheck. We're, we are just here to help. Um, and so about halfway through tarping this gentleman's roof to prevent any further damage from rain, et, et cetera, uh, he was explaining that they, his house, they didn't have any homeowner's insurance. And mm -hmm. so um, the only recovery that he can have for his house is in his own labor, yeah. you know, or the help of right. a neighbor. So, yeah, that, that just really takes you back. We were in other, the first neighborhood that we came to, um, a lot of the damage initially they said, hey, don't touch it because there needs to be uh, adjustments and claims. Mm -hmm. It's almost like evidence. Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, you, you don't want to miss your opportunity to claim basically for. Right. For your losses. For your right? losses. Mm -hmm. uh, and there are other people who that's, that's not a thing. They just need help now. Move it now because insurance is not coming for them, mm -hmm. you know. Wow. Yeah. So it's people getting together and helping. I love this this little story I'll take from, uh, it was written by Chris Stewart at the Dayton Daily News. He said, a Dayton mother and her children who got help at the food bank dropped off a thank you card mm -hmm. earlier this week. It says, my family and I came through with nothing and left with more than we can imagine, wrote the mother. Her son wrote in the card, I want to thank you for helping my family, me, my mom, and my sister. It means so much to me. Here is my last dollar. Give it to someone who needs it. Mm. Such a powerful picture of people in Dayton just just rallying around such a, a tough time. Part of the reason mm -hmm. I wanted to do this podcast is because as we talked about, uh, so many people aren't aware. They think maybe uh, a, a shingle or mm -hmm. they've seen some pictures by now maybe of some roofs that need help and, and they probably just assume there'll be an insurance claim and it'll be taken care of. Mm -hmm. But there are families and homes in the area that, that uh, still need help. Um, that speaks nothing to the businesses and things like that. I mean, the whole area has been impacted. So uh, part of the podcast today is also just to motivate and to inform people how they can get involved. Yeah. Have you seen some ways that people can get involved? Yeah. Um, the Samaritan Purse organization is um, an amazing just greased up machine. It's ready to go. The the way that you can jump in, they do a 30-minute orientation for any person coming in. Mm. Uh, they send you to a specific place at a specific time with a specific team. Cool. What is awesome about them is they get a really good feel for what you're comfortable with, mm -hmm. and they give you enough training that you can encounter any scenario and be able to discern if it's safe, mm -hmm. you know, for you to get involved or not. Mm -hmm. So um, one of my friends, John Waldron, he participated last week. I think he's participated a couple more times, giving up, you know, full day at a time. Uh, and he, he went in with a ton of anxiety mm -hmm. on how can I even do this. And within that first 30-minute orientation, felt completely equipped mm -hmm. for anything that they were going to handle that day and just the total chaos. Cool. You know? Yeah, so like for me, I'm not what you would call overly handy. And it can seem intimidating to me to go up there because what if somebody hands me a... Uh, a wrench. 
or <laughs> a, you know, a hammer I can kind of figure out, a wrench I have no idea. So you're saying there are situations where even people like me can go be helpful. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. I think, you know, I went with the DRT the other day and I, you know, we were doing everything from just moving brush, you know, that anyone with some work gloves can jump into. Perfect. Not technical at all, yet incredibly helpful. Mm -hmm. um, so I participated in some of those more like elementary ways to help too. Cool. Uh, and that brings to mind to me a quote from Mother Teresa. She says, um, basically what we're doing is like a drop in the ocean. Mm -hmm. But if that drop were not there, the ocean would be missing something. Right. And so while our help seems futile because it's, it's just scratching the surface, um, every, every part counts, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's what causes people that don't get involved. I feel like even when they see articles like I'm, like I'm seeing in the Dayton Daily News about how much help has come in and how much aid, mm. then people are almost like, ah, uh, they don't really need me. Yeah. In your experience, going up there a couple of times or going to on-site to help, you feel like there's still yeah. a need. Oh, yeah. And I, I think uh, Steve Holt had a great story about finding a home without homeowner's insurance and they're helping. Um, this lady's name is Veronica, and she went out. She probably, her house is mostly done. They're just salvaging. And she had so much gratitude over and over and over again, repeating her thankfulness, went and bought a bunch of pizza for the workers. Um, and she wouldn't even be able to cook for herself a hot meal that night, wow. you know, not having power and not having water. So the amount of gratitude from the people that are recipients of that help is really remarkable. That's great. So what else? Anything else that you want to add before we wrap up just as far as your experience and story you'd like people to know or hear? Yeah, so on Tuesday, that day after that we responded, uh, our, it wasn't even probably two in the afternoon yet and this specific neighborhood we were in had enough damage that it was attracting a lot of onlookers. Uh, I've heard about this, so yeah. almost like people who, who drive slowly by an accident on the highway. Exactly. There was a bunch of almost like tourists, who not tourists, but people, spectators, yeah. who wanted to come and see the damage, right? Absolutely. Uh, you, the homeowners on each side of the house that we were helping were standing out at the street. Uh, and while I think that they knew the, the people passing by were driving through with hopefully, you know, like compassion hopefully yeah right mm -hmm. um, but for someone that's in one of those houses to see someone just drive by and not get out mm -hmm. uh, was almost offensive mm -hmm. probably uh, was it probably was offensive. yeah uh, at one point um, one of the ladies as you can imagine who just lost everything um, said some interesting words mm -hmm. and was just real really felt like she was more um, damaged by people's lack or Lack of empathy, lack yeah. of support. Lack of compassion in action. I would say that I've seen a, a ton of really great uh, like social media efforts to raise awareness, and it's great for us to have footage and to be sharing about the damage so people understand 
um, how serious it is, but at the same time, just sympathy. Be, sem be um, sensitive uh -huh. to the picture you're taking, the video you're taking. Yeah. And I would, I would say, I, w I would desire, and I think anybody who's posting on social media, if, if you're not trying to prompt more awareness and, and for action to be taken, then it really just is kind of like a, an entertainment value. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I want people to hear the message sort of loud and clear. Number one, there are devastated people in and around mm -hmm. our city. Uh, number two, there are a bunch of people getting involved and this city is sort of wrapping its arms around itself. We mm -hmm. are seeing people from different communities help other communities. Mm -hmm. And that is inspiring, but at the same time, more help is needed. And yeah. so we're going to put some links uh, in connection with this episode and, and show people how they can get involved uh, in a very concise way. I, and if you want to splice this in, that's great. But I, I think I told you before we started the podcast about Todd, who said, hey, you remember that PBS documentary that was, it, it wasn't positive of Dayton. Right. And just kind of like letting your imagination wonder what, what their documentary would be like now to see on the outside, we, will, mm -hmm. we look worse, right? Mm -hmm. Our city is, is pretty broken. There's a lot of mm -hmm. damage. But if you take a closer look to see all of the help right. and, the, and the city pride and um, the faith in humanity yep. towards each other, um, I couldn't help but imagine that documentary being a very different tone. Different tone, for sure. And that, that documentary is one of the reasons why I'm launching the podcast. Mm. It's one of the biggest reasons. Yeah. Uh, just because... You know, the people who produced that, directed that, put it together, looked at our city through one lens, but I'm showing it how I see it through a different lens. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that feel the same way I do, and I love that, mm. that, that antidote mm -hmm. that you just said. There's, you know, someone who's looking from the outside in, someone who lives in Michigan who looks down here in, in the Dayton area goes, well, there's a lot of destruction down there. But here we look through it from the lens of, well, there's a lot of, of help there. There's a lot of compassion there. Exactly. It's awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for giving us your time and your stories. Uh, it speaks a lot about you that you were hesitant to talk about how you and your wife, your lovely wife, Katie, wanted to help. It is not a humble brag. <laughs> and I did have to coerce you to come do this. But I think it's great to raise awareness and, uh, and, and maybe spur some people on to go out there and do some more good. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Chip. If you'd like to know more about Samaritan's Purse and a few other ways to help with the tornado relief in Dayton, we have links to it all in the show notes of this episode. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends. Take a screenshot and share it on Instagram or Facebook. Subscribe and leave us a review. That would be so great. Please help us spread the word about New Dayton. To connect with me or share a guest recommendation, visit the website choosingdayton.com forward slash new Dayton. You can also find me on Instagram at chip underscore James or email me at chipjames at gmail.com. And I'd really like to give a special shout out to Katie Matthews for producing and editing the podcast and to John Waldron for creating all of the awesome music for this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. See you next time. <laughs>